0: WARDCAST EPISODE 184 Go. No. We have returned Spring has sprung We're back It's very
1: nice outside Dylan, can we record podcasts outside today? No, of course not <laughs> All this equipment would be damaged. We can
2: just imitate <laughs> animal sounds to make it feel like it's more outside. <laughs>
0: chirp, chirp, Ooh, boop, 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 chirp, chirp. Video games. I'm, I'm a car in its natural habitat. Oh wow! The city. Here
2: we have a car moving along the street. Now, the mating habits of the car are still a mystery to man. Where do they come from? We don't know.
0: We can only watch and learn <laughs> i'm dylan vento joined by joe wetmore joe wetmore the man who loves saying his own name joe wetmore <laughs> i'm like a pokemon go joe wetmore joe what
2: type what type <laughs> are you that's an interesting question i was just thinking about that now uh uh
0: your last name is wetmore right i'm, I'm
2: feeling like yeah like maybe like maybe like sort of like water okay let's start with water
0: but yeah. definitely pri- not pri- just water. primary type water uh, fighting and <laughs> fighting that's always a good go-to <laughs> second type
2: water fighting what's other water fighting pokemon
0: Polywrath. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah i can get down with poliwrath mm, marsh stomp is ground water right and ground. water ground mm. Mm. can't you, think of another water fighting you know i have the internet right here
1: search pokemon there might be a legendary uh, from super late named
0: caldeo i we think that's search. water fighting Mm-hmm-hmm. Uh no, I don't want to search by a group. Who the fuck does that? Uh, bu- 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 Also joining us, Alex Damrath, uh, resident fire type. Yeah, that's the hair, right? It's the hair. It's the hair. It's of course it's the hair.
1: <laughs> I'm never what not gonna. What fire. else would it be? I think fire lightning would be good. Fire that's, lightning. That's a real cool. That's match real. Up That hasn't happened before. Yeah, you're right. Huh. I like being unique. No In one's New like York. me. Unique New York. You know you need unique New York. If anyone's like me, I kill them. Uh yeah, Caldeo is water fire. Caldeo. How'd you get that so fast? Because uh, I searched Caldeo. Water fire <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.
2: <laughs> so does that cancel out weakness to water and fire or all to fire?
0: No. You would need to be No, well yeah I would. Yeah. Yeah. Rock would Rock would kill me
1: though. Like ground and rock would just like decimate you. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's I'm why I'm totally immune, immune enough. Yeah, a just slight, just to cover
0: some bases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the, Sableye has literally no weaknesses. Dark and Ghost. Yeah, yeah. He has no weaknesses to any type. You can't do double damage to that guy. I want to S- be detective him. type. You want to be detective type? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. That's, that's a new fair. type, right? H- yeah. Human trapped in a Pokemon body.
2: Is that what we're thinking? Is that the theory? Is that, is I think that, that is, what is
1: what the story is, right? I'm no, not sure. You he can just talk like a man.
0: I thought... And walk like a man. <laughs> I,
1: I'm going to have to look this up later. I, I swear I read somewhere it's like human trapped in a Pikachu body or something. That's, I don't like that.
2: I would be disappointed if that's what it, what it was. That okay. would be lame. But,
1: All right. Well, because well, uh,
0: the game's out. Everyone's exp- like, there's ways to just experience the story the now. It's not, it's not yeah. one-to-one though, I don't think. I thought it was. Is it? Is he he a man trapped in a Pikachu in the game? That's what I thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Look,
2: maybe we should just let us watch the movie free of any kind of speculation.
0: And then talk about it on our new podcast, Attract Mode. That was good. Man, it's almost like we built in advertising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Love it. Impressive. What's going on in this podcast? Uh, Nothing. I'm talking about Pokemon over here. Dylan, what's your type? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Ice? I, strong, I feel like you're probably woman. also
1: water fighting because you row. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 But I like ice more. Okay. Okay. Mm. You're as cold as ice. One we day you'll pay the price. The Winter boy. Sunrise, buh, buh. Hanging um, out in the mountains with Jinx.
0: Yuck. <laughs> no, no one wants to hang out with Jinx. Really like <laughs> oh, I, no. ice. Ice and steel.
1: Okay. Oh, okay.
0: My God. <laughs> Be a cool type combo. I like the steel Pokemon. I like Fortress. I like yeah. the ice Pokemon. Yeah. I like Obamasnow. Mm-hmm. Obamasnow? Mm-hmm. Ab- no. 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 <laughs> Not that. But <laughs> next time I play Pokemon, you know. I got your name. I have <laughs> go. that name. He's going to bring me so much hope. Um, We're back from... Uh, well, I'm back from... Where was I? PAX we never East. left. We here, <laughs> just waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I, so we've
2: been in this room. <laughs> Keeping the room for a long warm. time.
0: Well, you don't want to know. What we had to eat. Oh,
1: jeez. Dylan, you were at GDC and Paxis. I was.
0: Uh, <laughs> How'd that go? Did, Did things great. happen? No, yeah. I loved it. I loved, I loved both of those events. It was just, it was a lot. Mm. It was a lot coming home for like less than. Seventy-two hours, being like, "All right, time to ship off to Boston now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and go do another one." Mm. And then, then a lot of stuff happened. News didn't stop happening while while it never I was at These events It don't stop coming. Can, can it can't everything stop just coming. Stop for a second. Let me catch up. In fact, no, no. So we we've entered a new a new world of of platforms and hardware. Yeah. Well, seemingly hardware. I guess we don't know the hardware side of it. But uh, Google Stadia, that does have hardware. Apple Arcade, well, it runs on pre-existing hardware. No, but it has a controller. That's true. Yeah, that's
2: true. Where Apple does not, I guess. I, I don't know too much about the uh, ar- uh, Apple
0: Arcade. Apple Arcade, Seems to just run on whatever. Yeah, Apple Arcade is just a subscription service for their pre-existing right. mm-hmm. uh, app store games. But uh, Google Stadia, you guys want to talk about that? Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. talk about that. All right. uh, it's, life's a blur. I don't remember anything from that presser. <laughs> D- do you?
1: It's a, a cloud
0: computing network,
1: That's essentially, tr- yes. um, mm-hmm. that you, I, we don't know how you pay for it. We don't know what pricing models are. We're not sure at all how this is going to work, but it is going to allow you to essentially play games that would normally require access to... High-end hardware. High-end hardware. Um like at max settings, 1080p, 60fps to start with planning to upgrade that in the near future on almost any possible system that you could own, like just a TV with a Chromecast, Netbook, or even your own gaming PC if you felt like. It all runs in Chrome.
0: It all runs in the Chrome browser. Only in Chrome, so it's yeah. Chrome exclusive. And so there are two sides of this, right? We can look at it from the the consumer enthusiast side Mm -hmm. where there's no denying that the technology is pretty cool yes and there's interesting stuff to be done with that Mm -hmm. and then also from the Mm -hmm. developer side literally no developer i spoke with at gdc seemed interested in this platform at all like yeah from like in terms of hosting their content
1: we don't even know how that's gonna work yet like there Mm -hmm. was no information on as to like do you have to develop specifically for
0: Stadia? well do you i got some scuttlebutt if you'd okay. like to hear it in huge grain of salt, tell, tell for us any some, of that information. but tell ap- us these rumors. I've heard that it's going to be um, not a subscription model, unlike Apples. Here it's going to be single purchase games. Right. Oh, which is a benefit to developers, yes, mm-hmm. because developers would ostensibly get a larger slice of the pie, whereas if it's a subscription model, like Spotify. Mm -hmm. i'm not even uh, spotify
2: like netflix and other stream video streaming are like for whatever reason it doesn't line up right for me on games i'm not sure what it is
0: well if also you look at from like the content creator perspective like if you're an artist on spotify you get very little money Mm -hmm. yeah unless you hit some sort of critical mass that like hundreds of thousands of people are listening to your song and then like you kind of start seeing because it's about like it's about percentage listened of uh consumers total like consumption that was like a certain amount of money per times played yeah something like that okay. but i think for for apple i think it's something people are, something r- are rumored okay. that it might be like oh however much of the game that they play of yours yeah like then that's your your payout so people are like very skittish about that because a lot of musicians have been very much screwed over by spotify because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they the you know it's taken away album sales so they're not getting direct money from album sales and then they're getting such a little payout from spotify that you can't just be a working musician and not do something like touring where you do get like money directly from that right not
2: to dismiss the problem but who does buy albums anymore
0: I mean, I buy albums from time to time or yeah. I'll, I'll buy individual songs. Like it if I want to. The last to. time I did. Yeah, I think the last time I did was maybe like a year ago. But that was before I got a Spotify subscription, which I got. They gave me three free months and I was like, all right. And then I just kept using it. But I feel, I don't know. It's, I don't own that music. And, we, and there's that whole discussion of like ownership and digital rights management. And like, you know, you look at the Wii Shop and like the Wii Shop closed, what, a month ago? Yeah, and, yeah. And now all of that like any games on there that might have been exclusive to that platform just you can't get anymore like there's some castlevania games that were exclusive to that platform there were yeah that you just straight up can't get anywhere well (laughs) well you can you can wink (laughs) wink but you know if you wanted to get through like official channels you can't right uh which sucks yeah and so it'd be a very scary thing if that was the same with like musicians or like look at at the myspace thing like all that music that got lost on myspace just gone
1: gone yeah drop a hat yeah um, so I I'm sort of into. I, I just want to say that I, I think from a futurist standpoint, Stadia seems really really cool. Yes. Uh, just from like the point of view of giving people who don't have access to high end hardware for anything really, like the next wave of the future in like forty or fifty years is everyone running really thin netbooks that just cloud compute, right? And just showing off that like the infrastructure is there for games means that we can eventually get to the infrastructure for anything. Right.
0: And I and I watched some of the demos at uh, they had some at GDC. Mm-hmm. One cool one I really saw was someone, they were in Visual Studio and they ran the debugger mm-hmm. and they could build directly into Chrome. So normally like if you build out a project, it'll like launch an executable or whatever, or something mm-hmm. local, and this just opened a Chrome tab of the game running and you could put breakpoints in your code and oh, at any point you could hit a breakpoint and it would go back to visual studio from running your build in the on chrome in their servers See, that's rad yeah. yeah and then you could just copy that url that mm-hmm. built out your game build <laughs> and send it to someone and just go play my build oh wow which is pretty yeah. cool that is really cool it's yeah. really really impressive
2: have you guys played any of the kind of current contemporaries for that like PlayStation Now is the only one I can think of. I mean
0: I played the Project Stream beta which okay. was Google's. How do you thing I mean how do does,
2: does it feel like there's it any kind ran. of lag issue or anything nope. like
0: that? I mean also it was like the only game you could play on it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So it's mm-hmm. not something that requires the most precise.
2: Well, I mean input. even that, I would think would it does sound like a like a yeah, um, I mean it's an action game. So it, like there, yeah. there's
0: stuff that's like timing based but like it's not like frame perfect like a fighting game Mm -hmm. or like a racing game like those are apparently the last bastions of input lag sure like once if you can if you can nail that if you can make the input lag imperceptible in those games you've made it yeah and we've yet to see if that can happen
2: but it does feel like a great excuse for lots of angry uh 10 year olds on
0: on video games to be like it was the lag it was the stream (laughs) lag did it and my controller got pulled out to the last second man (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, they they had some demos going. They had that freaking stupid ass uh, machine learning uh, shader tech where they would just take an image Uh-oh. and then graph it onto everything in the scene.
1: I, I disagree with everyone going like, man, that looks so ugly. Like, hey, it was a demo being shown off by a bunch of engineers. I'm really excited to see what that looks like in the hands of actual artists sure. when it comes out.
0: I mean, it's cool. It's yeah. just... I'm curious how much tweaking you can do, like how much heuristics are involved. Yeah. Or it's just you just give it a JPEG. And we and it's just like,
1: have no idea yet. Sure. And I think like the gut reaction of just like, oh, it's going to ruin art forever. Like, no, no, yeah, it's just
0: going to be another tool. I don't agree. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a prototyping tool. Yeah, I just think the the examples they used were not particularly great. I mean, some no, they weren't fine, amazing. But it's like we took a screenshot of Pac-Man, and now Pac-Man is just tiled on every model in the, in the scene. I'm like, right. that doesn't look good. Like, yeah, it was it was <laughs> like why yeah. why'd you use that? You try who are you appealing to? Like, look, gamers, Pac-Man. Well, it was this Pax or was this GDC. This is that it was GDC. GDC. They had the middle of the week. They had their so arguably their audience isn't specifically gamers. That's true. Well, I mean, but it was I mean you could you could watch the live stream, so it was like I mean, of course, it was was, part of it was consumer like they knew consumers were watching.
2: Sure, sure, sure. But I I think it's easy to fall into the mindset of I know like the person who's gonna be excited about this is gonna be another developer, not not necessarily a consumer. When when you when you talk about throwing shaders on things.
0: Yeah. mm -hmm. No, you're right. It's just the the demo the the images they chose to use in the demo We're very silly. We're we're silly. (laughs) I can I can get behind that. Was there anything else in that stream? I'm trying to remember. Oh, there's a microphone built into the controller. Which that pe- was weird, Google but I Assistant sort of expected
1: is... Google to shove a microphone somewhere. Yeah, I mean... You gotta...
0: Yes, they're privacy concerns, but... Well,
2: I, I mean, 3DS has been that, done that for a long time, right? Yeah,
0: but 3DS isn't tied into, like, one of the most powerful tech companies in the world that already that, have, like, major privacy concerns. And it's well known for selling your data. Right. Like, that. that's... Yeah, I mean, I, it's the same I, thing with like the Google Home. Like, I just like I got a free Google Home for using Google Drive for X amount of months, and they're just sending me a free Google Home Mini, mm-hmm. and that's just so they can get more data out of me.
2: You got a Google Home
0: Mini? It's on its way. I
2: I've been using Drive forever. I've not been offered. a Have you Google been paying Home. for it? Yeah. yeah, I pay for 100 gigs.
0: Oh, I pay like the two terabyte tier. No, mm. oh. so maybe it's. I got to pay more. I got a free one with this. No, no I'm upset. Yeah. A, f- a free Google Home? Yeah. With your I, phone? I, I didn't got a, show got a, got a
1: Pixel 3 like day one, and that was their gift, was here's a Google Home Mini. There's their gift to yeah. themselves. Right. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I like it. I, I'm sort of, um, in this modern day and age, I'm just sort of like, uh, you're going to get spied on. It's kind of... I mean, it's shitty that we've come to terms with that. True. But yeah. I'm it not going to act like it's amazing. It's just that is what it is.
2: It does, i mean it does feel like an inevitability that it's like what are you going to do about it At apart the, from the government regulating it. Well, that's you, I th- don't that's, really
0: that's the end point, right? I
2: almost would rather the government do almost no regulation of the internet as opposed to uh,
1: Yeah, I mean it goes
0: I, it goes back and forth so much. I
1: that. I honestly also feel like is kind of weirdly dystopian as it is. For now, it's just being used for advertisements, and at least I'm getting ads for things like Gundam kits and
0: video games.
2: Until we get our own social scores. Right. In
0: yeah, America, just like that's in Asia. a problem. Or, like, hey, your your data, your social data, or the data we have collected on you is tied into, like, your, you know, uh, this medication, this life-saving medication that you need, and, oh, something went wrong in our back end, and you can't go over to the Walgreens and get your medication because <laughs> X, Y, or Z <laughs> oh, reason. Yeah. And... Like there's look, so many like points of failure already that if it started being an even more crucial part of our society, it would not take much to just go full tilt into just rioting in the streets. When when that happens, I renounce Google. But for now, I'm <laughs> but sort until of until then.
1: Well, I'm you know, just a little too stuck in that bubble. Priest of Google. <laughs> it's it's really interesting if you look at like um
2: like not not just Social Score in terms of like a larger scale, but uh, it's a pretty popular concept in China right now, not just for like um, Sesame Credit, but also things like individual tech companies have like a a social score for your for in your rating in their platform. Right, and it's kind of popular with consumers. Uh, they 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 like kind of being like the you know I got a high score with my with my the thing that I like. Um, which feels like a weird step closer towards that. Like, that's like, because people are receptive to it, that, that does kind of signify that we are like, uh, psychologically almost maybe vulnerable to it. Uh, we just haven't got there yet. Right. Yeah.
0: We haven't come to terms with a lot of things that readily threaten our selves and our world like Mm -hmm. climate change. Anyways. Yeah. Um so Google Stadia is a thing that's happening. Let's see if it if it turns into Gmail where it's a healthy product line that stays around for many years or it's Google Buzz or, or Google, Inbox or Inbox or Google <laughs> Wave or Allo or you know Google Reader which just apparently they just get bored of it and we're like
2: eh, yeah whatever. It's, uh, it's I think it's really hard for me to judge because I am definitely not the target user. I have a machine that can run those things comfortably on my side yeah but um i do think about like uh there moonlight is an application that exists so let you like you can be the host of somebody else's thing and that was really cool um it's like
0: a plex server but for games
2: yeah yeah so hmm. if you have something you can kind of like let somebody it's, it's, it's kind of like it's really just remoting in i guess but um you can still kind of have uh i don't know it
0: but you're dedicating like CPU and GPU cycles to someone else's game time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm.
2: Um, which I mean is you could almost look at it as a form of uh I guess piracy, but it's just it's just complex
1: sharing really. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. No, this I like this rebrand. Yeah. yeah. Piracy. It's <laughs> just <laughs> sharing the people. complex sharing bay. <laughs> uh, it's not. St- dealing what's just using it (laughs) so so what's the deal with apple arcade then uh well before we 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 shift into that i mean uh, a a couple other things um so controller seems like your standard twin stick looks way better than the original renders we got double yeah yeah it doesn't seem as, as hard edges uh they had some under glass at gdc would not let people use them uh, there were some playable demos and it was just like the UE run cycle dude running around with right. like them cycling through the shaders. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone playing. And I was like, oh, shit, they got the controller over here. Run over. It's just the shitty Logitech PC game pad. I'm like, God damn it, you guys. Like That sucks. Like Come on. Like, <laughs> is it not usable yet? Is this is this still just like a, that, a that's probably what it is. They haven't finished the controllers yet. Yeah. And they're
1: just kind of crappy.
0: Also, um, Stadia once again showing that Zune. Branding colors are still alive and well in someone's mind. They're good colors. They're okay colors. I liked
2: my Zune HD back in
0: the day. Well, if you like the Zune HD colors, let me tell you, Stadia is here to help you out.
2: All right, Stadia.
0: <laughs> you have my attention. Between that and Anthem, oranges, yeah, orange, orange into light <laughs> indigo, and, and, <laughs> and the pinks and purples, yeah. radiance. <laughs> they're 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 coming back and forth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. That happened during GDC. The Monday after GDC, Apple had their event in the Steve Jobs Theater at Apple Campus, the Apple Spaceship in Cupertino. Yeah, and so they had it was kind of bundled in with like a bunch of other announcements they were doing. So they have like their new Apple TV initiative. Steven Spielberg was on stage with Big Bird, and they're making out or whatever. And then they had this. Um, <laughs> right yep yeah Yeah. exactly yeah that's exactly what happened don't don't go back and check just trust me (laughs) and now and then they had uh an announcement about games on the service because this is basically a huge like content overhaul thing like that's what the entire it didn't seem to be any new technology was all just like their software and stuff yeah it was all it was tv and news and games right that was their their, those are like their three big things gotcha so Apple Arcade basically is like a new destination inside the app store where you pay a subscription. From what I understand correctly, it's a subscription tier that just lets you play basically all of the premium purchase games or previous premium purchase games that I guess uh offer to be in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, so that includes things like Monument Valley or Florence or any other stuff, and then they had this reel of a bunch of developers uh, talking about their games, including friend of the show Becca Saltzman talking about Overland. Yep, it was yep. very cool. I was watching it and I was like, "Who the fuck are all these?" Like, because they're just showing random people, like random, you know. St- tech ceos talking in their fucking open plan office and i'm like right all right why do i care about any of these and then, and it then cuts becca the... saltzman in her beat up van <laughs> fucking driving a van <laughs> through the middle of goddamn nowhere california just like fucking like driving through a desert i'm very excited about
1: apple arcade i can't do becca saltzman i'm not gonna parody <laughs> her voice but that was essentially her her spiel which did give me some hope um that you know okay this could be good yeah. if if it's got her vote of confidence then then
0: not yeah. not terribly afraid anymore. Right. yeah yeah because i mean if if i know one thing about becca is that she like is you know takes every business deal with like a huge grain of salt and is very like wary of of i mean obviously like they they I mean, if you look at like the tunic xbox exclusivity like mm-hmm. they are willing mm-hmm. to to sign stuff like where they think it'll benefit them and it should be good for premium games because premium games have been suffering on the platform
1: yeah I think that's the biggest takeaway is that everyone just sort of expects a mobile game to be free right. with in-app purchases and having to pay a premium up front for any mobile game is just such a such a hard concept to beat into the average consumer's skull. So this is this could work out. And I mean they've apparently- as long as it is it, it I I'd say like the biggest
0: caveat is just
1: compensate the developers
0: well enough. Right. Which is... And apparently, like, they are trying to do this huge launch with a bunch of... Like, 100 games? Pre- well, they have, like, 100... Um, I thought they said that that was their goal and they are still looking for entries. Right. Yeah. So, there's, like, a portal you can, like, submit your game or apply to be part of the program. Uh, yeah. It says, launches this fall with 100 exclusive games, according to this Polygon headline. And they have a bunch of uh, uh, partners listed here, uh, including Annapurna... Way forward, Clay, Finji, Hipster Whale, Basa, Sumo Digital, Co-op. And Co-op had a new game announced on their own. Right. Or they announced it on Twitter afterwards. They the, said that they
1: are making a game for it. Right. It Winding
0: Worlds. That's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about it. They didn't say anything else about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know um, Kate Gray is working on it as a narrative designer. Um, uh, uh, um, Platinum is listed on here. Yes. Versus Evil. Um, Very exciting. Mountains, which is Ken Wong's studio that made Florence. Uh, Chinese Room, which made uh, that's a Gone Home, right? No, no, no. the no. uh, Chinese Room made Dear Esther. That's it. And um, uh, everyone went one to of, the Rapture. One of those, those.
1: Uh huh. Narrative based. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. First person okay. exploration games. All right,
0: just lump them all together. Why don't you? I'm not gonna say walking sim anymore because that sucks. I, I mean, don't mind walking sim. I, I mean, hate it, that language. I don't think it's i mean i think
1: it has since it's become a derogatory term and i won't stand for it is my oh i i feel like
0: people have owned it now like people that make those types of games have like re re recontextualized it and like yes we are walking sim games okay but i mean you do you boo boo i like going for walks (laughs) me too fair enough uh night school also listed on here raw fury devolver konami so, Metal Gear Solid Six exclusive a, to iOS. I'm gonna get a virtual pachinko machine game on Hell their premium
1: yeah.
0: on their premium service. I want fucking Metal uh, Gear
2: Solid Survive too.
0: I want the boss rendered oh in the God. Fox Engine on iOS <laughs> and nowhere else. <laughs> and nowhere else. Stop. Never again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it should. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, that the Apple Arcade stuff seems more promising than stadia at least from a. well no i take that back knowing what i know about the the or knowing what i've heard about the single purchase stuff and stadia i don't know
1: maybe we just need more time than we all need sure. more time on
0: these things yeah
1: They're brand new barely any information uh i'm relatively excited for both still cautious though it's good stuff. It should be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a step in a direction, and we'll find out if it's good or bad together.
0: Yes. Holding hands, walking collectively into that void. Into, straight into the abyss. <laughs> Anything else on those, on those two fronts?
1: Uh, we should very briefly talk about uh, also in the middle of GDC. There was a Nintendo Direct. There was. There were a lot of indie games announced. Uh, I think primarily, though, we want to talk about one... Uh, that is kind of exciting, just from like an independent developer sure, standpoint.
0: Yeah. Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule. By um, what's the? Where what are the developers' names?
1: Uh, gosh, the, the crypt b- of the Necrodancer people. Yes, not a
2: very good um, team name.
1: <laughs> uh, but you keep talking, and I'm gonna look okay. up your um, name. I, I just think it sets an incredible. Precedent for Nintendo in 2019 to team up with an independent studio with one game under their belt and I, say, "Hey, brace yourself, games. Oh. Brace yourself, games. That's brace yourself. Okay, cool, much better. Um, with one game under their, belt. I think it's just one game. I could be wrong. Oh no, they, um, have, they have plenty of games. They had a huge games. booth at uh
0: at PAX East. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, and so like, hey, and by w- plenty
0: of games, I mean two in development. Gosh, gotcha. <laughs>
1: we think your game is great." uh can we do a tie-in together like nintendo like the big n with with who are these guys again brace yourself games <laughs> like
2: i i'm i'm excited to see nintendo flex their xp ips to like other parties like not just yeah, me too. yeah. like do yeah, more this, of that and that's is, great i mean they've, done, they've been doing it with metroid for, i guess for a long time yeah i mean mm-hmm. with with
0: but i mean retro um well i mean they did the team ninja one which didn't do so great. Right. And then Retro did the Metroid Prime series. Um, and then also did Donkey Kong Country Returns. But mm-hmm. Retro is, I believe, a first party developer. Yeah, I think
1: that's cool. just they're just a Nintendo studio at yeah. this point. Unlike not Game so much... Freak,
0: which are technically other things. Two second party. Who and did and, the, and um, Hal. And Hal. Yeah.
2: Who did the Mario run thing?
0: The... That that was um, that might have been part of their DNA like uh, partnership. I think it was mostly done in-house,
2: but Pokemon Go was another one, right? That That was was
0: game. That was Niantic and Game Freak working together. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but mostly Niantic. Oh, I know. I just
0: assumed it was Game Freak. Developer of Super Mario Run is Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development. So that's that's an in-house. That's Miyamoto's. Like made Uh, in Unity,
1: by the way. It's really cool. And and uh, I was it was it uh dylan mm-hmm. did you were you the one who said like you think it's weird that shovel Knight they didn't go with like the
0: shovel Knight guys yacht well club, it's, or... it's not that they didn't go with the shovel Knight guys i just think it's weird that shovel Knight, uh the yacht club like they they prop lo- yacht club up a lot being like yeah look at this, look at this studio that's made like really He's cool retro yeah like yeah they, they do a lot for yacht club i mean he has a fucking amiibo mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. very weird that they have not been given a Nintendo IP. It doesn't have to be Zelda or what. It could be whatever. I think
1: Nintendo, like they're they're obviously not shy about re-releasing their old games, but they are about remaking their old games. Well, I wouldn't even think of like a remake. Well, no, that's not them. even like. I'm just saying, correct. like,
0: give them like fucking I don't know. Give them I don't know F Zero. Make up Captain Falcon platformer. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's just they're very much into, uh, from what I understand, like. Like Miyamoto has said, we don't want to make a new Zelda or a new Mario or a new uh, Donkey Kong or whatever, unless unless they have come up with a good gameplay reason. Sure, like the Cap in Odyssey or the water jets. His name's name's Cappy. Okay, Cappy. Cappy in Odyssey or Doctor Flood, Professor Flood, just Flood, just Flood. Okay, made by one Professor E.Gad. That's it. Um, in the Super Mario Sunshine uh like the whole idea behind like trying to revamp the gameplay constantly is what is behind all of their projects so i think shovel knight's a bit too much of a just like a a standard retro platformer very good one but a standard retro platformer revival for them to say you should make a game of ours and i think um Crypt of the Necrodancer Dancer probably offered something very unique and interesting to them.
0: I guess that's fair. Like, yeah. I that makes sense if you look at, at it under the lens of, oh, the developer we give an IP to has to make a game in the same vein of the previous game they've made. Mm. Like it makes sense because you look at Cadence of Hyrule and it's like, oh, it's a it's a Necro Dancer or like game Hyrule Warriors, which is Dynasty Warriors, right? Yeah. But in in that case, who makes Dynasty Wars again? Is it like uh, Tecmo or
1: Tecmo Koei Tecmo Team Ninja? It's not Team Ninja.
0: It's not, yeah. Um But like they're not they're not an indie studio. Like I don't right. know how big Brace Yourself is, but th-
2: Sure, but it but it was obviously given to them so they could make their kind of game with uh Nintendo IP, which I'm not opposed to. I I'd yeah. like to see a Zelda Dark Souls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Or and I mean, what about Zelda Dark Souls with uh um fuck, what's the guy's name? Um, oh shit, this joke's not gonna work anymore. Shadow of Mordor. No, the fucking the Hilar? the artist, the fucking the, the spirit, spirit Away guy. What's his oh, Miyazaki? Yeah. M- yeah, yeah, yeah. Miyazaki. <laughs> where where did this go? <laughs> I was going to say that game is Breath of the Wild if you want to look at it from a certain direction. Sure. Okay. But okay. don't tell. But don't tell. Certain well. people that. <laughs> and by certain people I mean. No one, one
1: th- on the Discord listen to this episode. <laughs> we will not be having this discussion for the
2: fifteenth time. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, Nintendo could drop the gimmicks and just make me Breath of the Wild over and over again. And i think I'd be pretty happy with yeah, that. Yeah, just
0: give me more shrines. Give me like eighty <laughs> more shrines. Might you know. I I'd
1: honestly, yeah, I'd be relatively okay with that. Put, I like put one on, like
0: the Great sea Um Done. Well the
1: studio that made Breath of the Wild has already announced, like, hey, we're working on a new Zelda game. Um, and uh, i wonder who is it who is it god damn it i'm blanking on the name but the director for breath of the wild has iwata iwata thank you um has said that we're looking at this style for a lot of the future titles i I wonder if
2: they're doing like uh, another because they they used to do it all the time the kind of here's a primary zelda game here's kind of a almost follow-up sometimes it is very much a follow-up yeah um
0: you're talking about like your ocarina to your Majora's Mask Majora's
2: Mask or um But with
1: something fresh and exciting with Waker and Spirit well to whatever the other one is Spirit stopped. Tracks like, and yeah. Right. With something unique and exciting mixed into that like it's gonna be a part of like the same little mini franchise within the franchise but like how Majora's Mask had the time manipulation and Spirit yeah. Tracks was trained instead of boats. Right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna encounter something new and exciting in the world of Breath of the Wild. That's perhaps perhaps those aliens they talked about. And the GDC, like a year after uh, the same year, Breath of the Wild came out, they talked at GDC about how the original concept was like aliens attacking Hyrule. Oh yeah, wild. Yeah, it's not the first time they've had aliens. <laughs> it's though.
2: like fucking
0: cowboys they, and had, aliens, they've but, but they've yeah, had aliens
2: <laughs> since Majora's Mask, where there's a whole mini game where you have to protect
0: cows from being abducted. Really? Also,
2: yeah. also Malin? Mar- yeah, Malin. Is that her name?
1: Farm girl R- Romani. Uh, Ramanian, oh, it was Romani in that because yeah. it was flipped. Right. But
2: uh yeah, she, the the girl can get abducted. It's in pretty, Majora. It's, yeah,
1: it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. Um, and they're based on like if you look at the designs of the monsters, they're based on the Flatwoods monsters, really um, from actual American folklore.
0: Yeah, like in Fallout seventy six, an excellent Ugh. game. Ugh. Ugh. I man. haven't even played it, but it
1: makes me sad.
0: I enjoy Fallout 76. So, so. Dylan stands for well, Fallout what's
2: 76. Because the, the recent of Baloo is the, that they've announced DLC that is that it does have an actual impact on gameplay.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they they finally fixed the patch where I haven't played Fallout 76 in a couple of months, but they finally fixed the patch that fixes the, the item duping that was happening. So sure. people's okay. items were getting duped like by glitches and then also getting deleted and all this stuff. So they finally fixed that. And I guess they're doing some like they're, like, redoing the PvP in some way. I'm not exactly sure how. And they're just doing a bunch of quality of life stuff. But for me, what I really liked about Fallout 76 is that if your favorite part about Fallout is the exploration and just walking around a bombed-out locale and then also mixing, like, some Bioshock-esque audio diaries, like, that's the best way to play Fallout 76. Mm like okay. i I, and I never got into the high level stuff so i can't speak about you know you you like the, that much I, yeah and i, I guess that's fair
2: i i could take that i think i would prefer it as a very cultivated single player experience though yeah like the idea you could still have like a very isolated you know maybe there's a couple NPCs that you that represent your community that you're trying to build or something or maybe it's just you and you're just figuring well, out it, it is like just the you band. because there
1: are no NPCs.
2: no i know but i mean there's other players
1: right sure it, it just seems like if that's the best sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um what? It just seems like if that's the best ex- way to experience the game, why is it an MMO? Well, yeah. It's not an MMO. Um, it's an online game service. How, yeah. so
2: regardless of what you call it, it's yeah. it has other players, and arguably the interactive experiences with other players weren't finely tuned.
0: Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of stuff broken about that game. But
2: so, so what they've recently announced is, for one thing, the DLC, the the clothes started to have extra benefits to them. But also they just announced that you can buy repair kits that repair your equipment without having to go back to your base. Mm. And so there's now this kind of concern of like competitive advantage. Right. If you can just stock up on repair kits by buying them, just, it, it's it's yeah. a pay-to-win quality uh, that that is being added to the game and it just it just doesn't seem like it seems like this is a thing that you obviously, you know, would want to avoid if you unless your main goal was monetization over and it's cons-
1: customer it. experience. And it's definitely not the point of a games of, as a service to get worse as it
0: goes. Mm. Yeah, but that's subjective. <laughs> and also, now that you guys played it, so it's kind of...
1: <sighs> it's true. Yeah. I, all right, I, I, I'm only, I can only speak from speculation. Right. Uh, we didn't come here today to talk about Fallout 76. We came here today to talk about good games. Like, like Fallout, Sekiro. Like Fallout
0: 76. <laughs> God damn it. You guys want to talk about Sekiro? We can talk about Sekiro for we can a talk about bit. Sekiro. Um, all right. I, I kind of want to... Before we get to that, I kind of want to talk briefly about I, I did a steam roundtable at GDC that was um, interesting it was enlightening okay to me in some ways so so steam does this at, at big kind of conferences that you can just sign up openly for like to sit in a round table of with like a dozen other devs and there's like a steam rep there and, and you just discuss matters that are pertinent to like developers' concerns and stuff with the platform so it, I went to one of these uh, during GDC. I think it was on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on Wednesday because my Wednesday was stacked because the, the, the direct thing happened in the morning and Overland got announced for the switch. And I found that out on the way down to GDC where I was running an Overland booth. <laughs> and then so I did that. And then I had the Steam roundtable and then the IGS for that night and a bunch of other stuff. So I go to this roundtable and it's me. Uh, Janeman Nordhagen was there he uh, from developer on where the water tastes like wine uh the developer on anodyne was there in my round table yeah i'm looking forward to anodyne too so we go into this round table and there's one uh there's a there's a steam rep and then there's a steam uh economist there talking to us about about the platform and uh tom who is our steam rep kind of broached the topic uh or, or started the discussion talking about like pricing and what people thought about pricing and it was very interesting like people's different perspectives on on all that stuff uh one guy really had a bone to pick with like asset flips on the platform just like he thought asset flips were like you know ruining his game sales and all this other stuff like he he really was convinced that asset flips were like a detrimental to the marketplace so for those who don't know uh are they from our discussion like no one else felt that way Okay. I can't imagine like uh, for, uh, that's a that's a weird thing to
2: like. I don't think the draw when I, I I'm not even kind of person who buys a NASA flip, but when I think about it, I can't imagine the draw is that it's like, oh man, here's some, here's some things that I wanted from this other game. I can buy this instead of that other game. Yeah, I like I don't feel like that's the appeal. I think the 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 thing that's easy about it is you can you can make a really you know, silly game that some random guy will get, and it's it's not really about collecting, a, targeting a specific audience and taking audience away from something. It's just about uh, it's just a cash grab, and that's what was a cash grab. So I don't know if re- this
0: guy's games were, like, not doing well or whatever, but I just, I feel like for some reason he had a vendetta against asset flips. Maybe he thought just be, their presence on the store made him feel like like the store's, like, notoriety or prestige was being lessened because of them. How oh, to get them. Right. Um, <laughs> he also thought that the steam direct fee was too low which i can almost agree with yeah i guess but i mean like that that's such a hard number to nail i but also i'm like of the opinion like the lower the barrier to entry to this kind of stuff the better like steam I, direct I, feed uh steam direct fee so it's a hundred dollars oh. to to put a game on steam yeah
1: okay. i i am both for it and against it in many
0: ways and it's sure. very hard for me to say like yes or no on that but also the steam reps came back with we have been told like almost overwhelmingly that the steam direct fee is too high especially from developing countries where a hundred dollars that's
1: an excellent point
0: big ask yeah for developers mm. so okay yeah i mean like i don't know like i mean obviously it doesn't have any sort of fee to put a game on theirs and they seem to be doing fine i mean the the it, Tom wanted to kick this discussion off with pricing, just, mm-hmm. just to start some sort of discussion. Um, obviously, a lot of us in the room were much more concerned about curation. <laughs> and yes. Where the curation was. Yeah. So, we inevitably, like, pivoted to that. Like, I kind of, like, forced the discussion over to that because that's what I was interested in. So, it was uh, Yannaman and, and a couple other people. And it was interesting... Like obviously they were they were receptive about the idea that they that we felt like the the curation system. Also they they got into like kind of a semantical argument about like they wanted to make a distinction between curation and discovery. Mm. So cu- so they have a curator system on on their platform if you've ever seen it like they have a bunch of like highlighted curators. Normally it's just total biscuit mm-hmm. despite the fact that he's passed away. Um, I still trust him. You <laughs> see, you know what? He's still putting good content out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the they they put that system out maybe like a year ago, maybe maybe two years ago, and they were very fixated on that being like the 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 channel with which people could, or at least a channel where people can discover games, and the only channel where there should be like human. Like uh, interaction or human uh, influence on discovery. So discovery is the term they actually call curation, whereas the discoverability of stuff using the algorithm um, or in, in whatever <laughs> other stuff they're using. And they they told us like when when you all say the algorithm, like it's just users, like it's just mm-hmm. basically the only thing they track is is whatever consumers do on their system is what. Is basically the heuristics they use to influence what, their what dis- games they purchase, what games they look at, right? Like okay. that—that's what they use to influence the discoverability algorithm, which mostly is, works in my mind. I mean, the games that I recommend—not for devs, though. Like, hmm. I mean, like overwhelmingly, like devs feel like it's you, it's not in their favor, and also like there was a huge cliff late last year where like um, organic purchases and organic discovery for a lot of indie games specifically just took a nosedive Mm. and it went from like oh like we're getting you know a decent amount of sales just from the fact that our games on the store to getting nothing and having no idea why and steam and valve in general is very much a kind of like like a lot of tech companies like move fast and break things kind of thing like like they're going to iterate and they're going to change stuff and and they're not very communicative about those changes Mm -hmm. and so you know it's not that big deal if like it's something if it's a change to some technology that doesn't really greatly affect your day to day but this is people's livelihoods and they're constantly fiddling with it yeah so we were talking about the curation system and the the steam reps were very confused about why no one uses the curator system and it's like well no one interfaces with it at least from the from the content creator side my opinion was no one no outlet is going to take the time to put all their stuff on steam because that's an ecosystem that they can't really they're not in control of yeah like there's no good reason for polygon to have a very like well built out steam curator page because it almost in a way seems like they are implicitly supporting steam and in a way like like the the shitty gross like conversation about ethics or whatever it's like it it does kind of cut in that way, of like oh there's this there might be this perceptible notion of oh we are we are, <laughs> we are on this platform that sells you games but we are an impartial like journalistic presence mm-hmm. but we're still on this platform right and it'd be different if it was like only their reviews you know team like pushing stuff to that page or whatever but there's no good way to do that and I suggest it's like well do you have an API because just make an API because all these and one woman who is a community manager was in our group she also talked about like she was a writer for like film and and music industries as like a critic and she talked about how like when you when you have your pipeline of like all right uh articles released all right put it on twitter put it on facebook blah 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 use hootsuite or use whatever thing like there's no good way to get it up on a platform like this so basically it kind of ends up to like you put it up when you can like like oh if Eurogamer remembers to put up like one of their reviews onto the their curator page they're going to do it so it's like you, you gotta you gotta build that system out you gotta make it more apparent or easier to use because otherwise it's just if that's the thing you want people to use to like have the 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 human um curation for your for your platform then you have to make it as easy to use as possible yeah and so um the community manager. She suggested, like, hiring uh, critics, like, freelance critics to, like, compile, like, lists of games for people to check out. Being, like, you know, top 10 games that or games that make you cry or games that, like, like very niche, nuanced, like, mm-hmm. types of games that that people might otherwise overlook or might be outside of, like, their field of in- uh, influence or interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously Steam has not done that in the past because for some reason they're just gun shy about paying people to do any sort of like discoverability stuff. Yeah. And like that was that was like the big crux of our discussion was like you got to like you have to do more on that end. And we're giving you all these suggestions and hopefully you take it back to Steam and Valve and you do something with it. But right now it doesn't seem like you have this discover you have this curation system that no one really uses but you're you're pining all your hopes on it. So something needs to change. And that was our big thing. And then we pivoted kind of quickly at the end into the revenue split stuff. And the economist, you know, if you've read Tim Sweeney's like thoughts on Rev share, he's like, We've done the math and we think thirty percent is way too much money and there's no possible way that it, it, it should cost the platform thirty percent to to host your games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this economist, the Steam economist, came back with like, Well, actually, like on our side Like, they're not considering things like, apparently, payment processing in developing nations is, like, apparently higher than it is in in developed world. Tim agreed with that,
2: too, because they're doing charges in other countries. It's going to cost more to buy the same
0: games. Yeah. So, I have no idea where the truth, like, ultimately lies in that. Like, I told Sam that at GDC, and he's like, I don't believe them. And I'm like, I mean, you can believe them or not believe them. Like, I don't, like, I can't make up a number in my head... Like, like I'm just I'm being given the information that I'm given, and I kind of have to have to work with that. It's also tough because we don't really know. Steam has been like
2: the only like like real solid case for so long, and obviously Epic Game Store is going to be here for a while, right? Um, But it's hard to say also because they're backed by Tencent, another huge, you know, like they have. It's hard that they can run an economy that other companies couldn't run with different rates that other companies couldn't run, and so. Not, not
0: that Steam probably couldn't do something lower. It, I mean, but, Steam probably has an enormous war chest. It's, it's, yeah. It's, we can't possibly know what it is because they're a private company, right? Right.
2: I, but yeah, I, I, I'm not an expert economist, nor do I have any kind of information that that you know, right? And I, I think, I think battle lines are going to be drawn more on more on preference um, than uh, or an honest understanding. And I think the other thing is that the word we get from the mouths of representatives and tim sweeten and everything is going to be coded by what they want you to think sure
0: but it's just it's because all of these companies at the very least valve valve is a black box company and they also have it so that if you if you're a developer and you publish a game on their platform you can't share your sales numbers like you can't tell people how many units you sold on steam
2: really i thought you could look it up on steam
0: well, I mean, like you as a developer on their back end, you can see how much your game is sold, but you can't publicly share that information, and mm-hmm. so you have to you have to anonymize it a bit. So you'd be like, "I sold X units on PC," but you can't be like, "I sold X units on Steam and X units on itch and X units in humble bundle and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." Because like, and I forget if it if it's like officially part of their uh, terms of service or their end user license agreement, but I feel like it's been the it's been the practice so long that's basically like unspoken rule. Mm. they can't do that but i'm not exactly sure where the the legal case lies in all of that um if you have in fact signed such an agreement or if it's just like a silently enforced thing if like hey if you break this you're like really gonna piss steam off Mm. and they're gonna Mm. do something about it um but yeah so i mean that was that was the big takeaway is that they were confused about why curators weren't being used as much and we were trying to give them suggestions about how to fix that and them saying like no we we earn our 30 percent and that's why I walked away with. And I think it was a productive discussion. I think they were receptive about it and stuff. And it's just, does that stuff get run up the flagpole? Is a big question. Yeah. So, but yeah, just wanted to to bring that up because okay. I thought it was a, a valuable piece of information to to share. Yeah. So Sekiro. <laughs> Sekiro. Oh, video games. Yes. Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Shadows
1: are dying twice now.
0: I well, hear. Actually, really? sometimes yeah. more than twice. Really? Occasionally.
2: Um, Maybe if you if you if you beat a few bosses,
1: you'll die like five times instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shadows die fives. sha not as good a title, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Thrice could have worked, mm-hmm. but I don't know.
0: Shadows yeah. die catorce.
1: I like it,
2: but yeah.
0: are you a born guy?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been since Demon Souls. Okay, I'm I, I'm for the <laughs> long haul. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it's definitely good. Here's the thing, though. Like Japan. Mystical Japan with giant snakes and cool monsters and giant dudes is pretty rad. And yet somehow it doesn't have the charm of the Dark Souls or Bloodborne or Demon Souls settings. It doesn't have the kind of otherworldliness that I was hoping for. It's more colorful and it's very pretty, but I don't feel as taken away. I don't feel like like I'm escaping into the world quite as much. And I think maybe also I don't know, it's 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 the the plot is also much more direct. It's you it's easy to understand for the average gamer. Uh, what's going on? The average gamer. Well, I, uh, a a majority audience. <laughs> no, I it's, know what you mean. It's 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 not cryptic in the way that you know to understand the plot of Dark Souls, sure. you need to watch it's all the not, hot videos. It's not horribly
0: things. mistranslated, and
2: but I think that was part of the charm for me on in the other games was was kind of piecing together a feeling of the story as opposed to like a real sure. easy to follow revenge save the prince plot.
0: Yeah, Alex over here shaking his head. Is well, that not the case that Dark Souls 1 was like horribly mistranslated? Oh, Dark Souls localized? 1. Sorry. No, I thought you meant uh Demon Souls. Demon Souls
1: maybe. I don't know. But Dark Souls was pretty well translated. Oh, I was under the impression
0: that there were some real you
2: know, bad. It's hard to say. The the dialogue wasn't always it was, it had that very like um wilt thy wilt thy won't thy like it was very steep on the like make it old Englishy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um which Often yeah. made it harder to, follow. but but it didn't. It, for me, it didn't hurt because everybody in those games was insane, and and it just kind of made the world feel so much so much more like claustrophobic. And like, I don't really have you know like other, other than Solaire, um, everybody here is kind of crazy. But uh, he just wants to praise
0: man. So
2: Kiro... um, it also it it does have some of the systems. You you, you but they're but they're changed enough that you could forget you're playing a Dark Souls game or Soulsborne type of game. It has, it does have the checkpoints that you can teleport between. Um, you do die and lose some currency, but only half of it. And when you die, you can resurrect yourself. So shadows die half. Uh, yeah, shadows die half. Okay. Also, <laughs> rolling is out and parrying is in. Okay. Uh, All you right. you yeah. can pretty yeah. much solve every fight by mashing L1 a lot. Um, but not to say the fights aren't fun. I definitely had more fun. I, I should say, I do like this game a lot. It's a lot of fun. But I, but I keep finding myself drawn back to like, I kind of miss Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Demon Souls. I, I, I miss the boss fights. The, what, I, what My biggest takeaway is that I would like to see Bloodborne now, but with grappling hooks.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Um, so I've been very vocal about it in, in certain avenues, but uh, I started off thinking like, okay, this is the Soulsborne for me. For for Alex types, who are bad at Soulsborns and don't enjoy them very much at all. Okay, uh, and then I hit a wall and was like, "Oh no, it's not." Was it a boss? Uh, it was before a boss. Oh boy, I I think um, they still have like mist fails before bosses, right? Yeah yeah uh so guy with spear thoroughly kicked my shit in and they don't have just right right back into your asshole right yeah it was it was a bad time (laughs) and it you know i just sort of felt like oh okay all right and it was just sort of like up until that point i was able to solve all of these combat encounters through a very practical application of my knowledge of the game um, I was getting really good at the stealth. I like stealth in games a lot. And that's part of the reason I was like, hey, Sekiro's good. Yeah. Uh, I was getting good at the timing mechanics. I was able to time things real well and get like them them into a parry stance and kill them real quickly, and I was getting good at that. I really liked those parry mechanics. And then this one guy just the fucking guy. This one guy, you, he's got two health bars. You can stealth kill one of them. And then the other one doesn't get any damage from stealth attacks. Great. So my usual strategy, when I found someone really hard to run away, and then find another opportunity to stealth attack them, did not work. It's like, all right, fine. They want me to learn the the more advanced combat mechanics. I guess I'll do that. Um. So yeah, I would I would fight him, and uh then, like, my parries wouldn't work. Like, I was pressing the parry button right as it came at me. And I'm like, oh, good. Okay. He just, he hits me anyway. And I wasn't having a really great time with that. And, of course, I find out, like, this weekend, oh, you're supposed to die, because then you get a cutscene that explains, except, I didn't, I didn't quite follow this. Like, you're supposed to die, and then you'll wake up, um, this particular moment is inside of a memory. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to die, and then you'll wake up, and you'll get a cutscene about upgrading stuff, and and like using totems to like give yourself new abilities. And then you'll the first one that you unlock is called the Mercury Counter. Okay. And it is how you fight these spear guys. Ah. Uh, that didn't that didn't never happen for me. So until I got told that, and so I just walked forward and died, and then it, the cutscene triggered.
2: I do remember yeah. getting the counter. I don't remember getting a cutscene either though. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I, I like I got that ability
0: to to step on spears and So it's not an innate ability that you can just do it any that time. You unlock, you unlock. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. of
2: leveling up like stats like strength and faith and all that, you you actually you get skill
0: unlocked. You just yeah, get, you get skills. Get,
1: yeah. And then so I was like, Wait, right, isn't there like a posture thing? We'll, we'll get to that yeah. One. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um and so yeah, I'm like, okay, cool, I have this new counter ability now. I can finally fight this dude, I guess. And then I go up to him, and I'm using the parry like right as the thing hits me, and it still doesn't work. I'm like what the hell? So I quit. Like I basically just put the game down for another for another couple days, and then talking to my brother about it, and he's like, "Oh, it doesn't use the parry button. You press B." And I'm like, Thanks, FromSoft, for telling me the things that I would like to know. I'm just so. Um, I I guess like when I play a video game, probably one of the first things I'm really into is a sense of progression, Mm -hmm. either natural or artificial. Right. Um, Probably my favorite thing about Monster Hunter is it feels like a very natural progression of your skill level as well as a very nice, hearty artificial uh, progression with your armor sets and the gear that you equip. It's a nice, good, chunky feeling. And Dark Souls games just feel so devoid of that to me. Um where I just, I can't progress and I don't know if I'm progressing and I have no idea if this is like the right way to go or if I'm getting any hint or clue at all and lots of people like that and it's cool uh, but just like No, it's wrong, it's wrong those people are wrong (laughs) Sekiro was giving me that for quite some time until I hit this moment where I was like like, I just felt like I couldn't Mm. do it and so, I don't know I might pick it up back up again but for now, I'm just like, ah, great
2: I, I'm definitely the target audience. Um, I
0: you're one of the wrong people.
2: Sure, um, <laughs> I, I do feel like in every in every game, you know, you hit those brick walls because even good players hit them, uh, and then you, you're either the type that smashes your head against it until you're like I'm doing better now, or you, you know you're like Ah, this isn't for me. But there is satisfaction, like like God, the, the the sense of triumph I get from beating a boss that I've been smacking my head against for so long. It's really nice yeah i I don't and that's I, cool,
0: I don't yeah. negate that. I just think these kinds of games are just so aggressive and like and i it's a design choice right it's a feature to- totally respect it, totally like well, I accept it like it's it's, <laughs> it's a thing that can exist <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and people can enjoy it. some
2: people like walking simulators
0: it's and those people are weird too <laughs> <laughs> uh can test no it's it's i mean. This is just one of those genres that I'm never going to be able to look at objectively, just because it's a combination of it's just being so unappealing to me intrinsically from like the gameplay style, like it just straight up like like it it still plays like a Dark Souls, right?
2: No, it's, well, uh, there's similarities. Is there
0: animation priority?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's 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 significantly different because like what you mentioned was posture. Um, you don't have this kind of. You do have a health bar still, but the more important thing is, um, are you blocking and attacking at the right times, kind of thing.
0: And this is like a stamina gauge that gets eliminated because if not,
2: eh. yeah, it's 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 not. It is kind of like you could look at it as stamina. It, you when you break their posture, they're vulnerable to a execution move. If they have, if they're a tough guy, though, they might take two executions or whatever. Shadow
1: of Mordor. Sure, you're used to attacks coming in. You get a big flashing Y button. It's just it's very similar. Sure. It's very similar, just without the big flashing Y button. Yeah, no. And I was cool with that. I was like, okay, I can learn to watch animations, parry them, open them up for like the one hit kill where you just murder them without even doing any health damage. Huh. I liked that. It feels really cool. You reach a moment in Mordor where you just you hardly ever press the attack button, and you're just repost parrying the whole time. Yeah, And a good moment in Sekiro does that where you've got like five people and you're just like, parry, kill, parry, kill. You're, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It it also does grow in complexity because the game gives you a lot more tools as you go that you don't have in the other games. Um, you, you've got a, your your arm has, I guess you could call it spells like in Dark Souls, but it, it influences the kind of the movement on the map a little bit more. It's a much more dynamic type of fighting, I think, because the mo- the movement in, in Bloodborne and Dark Souls was really just rolling out of the way. And honestly, that worked for me, but it was very simple uh, because it was more about watching the boss and you know paying attention to the enemy. This is you're much more self aware about where you're positioning yourself to do the next thing that you want to do. When you get into the more complex boss fights in this,
1: I also really like the auto pickup oh yeah uh, you uh you just run over stuff and it, no you actually at any point as long as you're like within a certain radius but it's a fairly large radius you just hold down a button and it absorbs Kirby all sucks. of the okay yeah, yeah. Wario Land mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. or Wario World um, yeah. yeah so instead of like Dark Souls having to like stoop over and pick everything up it's just yeah. like automatic it, vacuum Sekro unhinges nice. his jaw his mouth gets
0: real big and then yeah. It's sucks everything
1: in. Nice to not be have to
2: worry about did I miss any loot over here? You know? Right. Like, I'm sure. like
0: a thing you have to open up to get loot or whatever. Right. Yeah. But uh But I mean, and you no know, granted making this crystal clear, have never played a Soulsborne. Mm-hmm. Have played Let It Die. We can argue about how good or bad Let It Die is or how indicative that is of I a Soulsborne type experience. I haven't played that. Animation priority drove me up a wall because you hit a button. And then five seconds later, the the character attacks. Is it of that? It's pretty quick level. Okay,
1: it's quick enough that you won't feel that
0: as much, but that is still there.
2: You you can also cancel attacks with blocking. Yeah, so that's Mm. a big deal. Like you can you can you're going to wind
0: something up and then hit block to like cancel yourself out of it. Yeah. Okay.
2: So. It that because that's that's the crux of the game is getting
1: used to when to press L one or when to press B, uh, when the, the time calls for it. The trick is um, they're not uh, they sort of scaled up the difficulty to that though. Mm-hmm. I think given your faster attack speed and it also is in most Dark Souls games. I understand the point is to be less aggressive and more patient. And uh, in Sekiro, you're going to hit a point where enemies are not just one hit kill if you parry and you have to also play aggressively. And it's about mixing up those parries with flashes and flurries of your blade.
2: Because the, the other secret to the combat is that as you do actual damage to their health bar, their posture regains slower. So if you've nearly killed an enemy, when you hit them and they block, they won't regain that posture. Right. Almost at all. So you can kind of weaken them down to the point where, and it's really important for bosses usually, um, you know all you have to do is finally drive their posture down to that last moment which does create a really nice flow to like the big enemies the scary enemies Mm -hmm. um once you kind of but you still have to wrap your your you know get get used to the uh the core mechanics of the game which are not uh in combat are not forgiving like when you get hit even by a a regular dude they can do a real chunk of your health and um it's 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 I, I wouldn't call it as hard as some
0: of the older games, but yeah, I don't it's, think it's it's, it's a hard. better
2: entry point for a person who's like I'm interested in that like higher difficulty type of game. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's not the difficulty that shies me away; it's the 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 style the of style. combat. Mm-hmm.
2: It's I I I, be, I think you should try it almost just. I'd to, love to try to it. it. Yeah.
0: What are you playing it on? PS4. A disc or download? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Disc. I can lend it to you at some point. All
0: right, I would appreciate that. Sorry, at least no. Yeah. And then you're playing on PC, Alex. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, to be sure, so one of the things that's really really fun, stealth is fun, but also just grappling hook. Like the animations are beautiful, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and and it it is really cool to to jump off a building and then like kind of almost just blindly. It has like kind of that Spider Man appeal of just like you know moving freely, not quite as dramatic as Spider Man, but it almost in this like you feel like a ninja, you feel like a shinobi.
1: Hey, can I ask, when do you get the freaking axe? Because I know you're supposed to get the, to beat the shield guys, and right now shield guys are impossible.
2: It's in the memory somewhere, but I honestly don't remember when I got it. I I walked back one time and I was like, oh, hey, look, I picked this thing up, apparently. Um,
1: Behold, an axe. I, I know, like, there's a guy who mentions there's an axe in there in that memory. Um, and I know, like, I've read someone say, like, shield, oh, shield guys become a joke when you get the axe. And you know, I'm like, I really need that because right you, now they are not a joke. I could tell
2: you exactly where it is. So, you know, the big the big path up to the shield guys? Yes. You can jump over the buildings. Like, there's, there's one building where these two guys are like, but you can eavesdrop on them and you can listen to their conversation. Um, on the on the way up there, they're, they're, they'll always be up the same to that path. Yeah, up to the first shield guys in the memory. Right. If you go on the other side of that door, you you kind of grappling hook over and then drop into the other side. You guys you.
1: eavesdropping in front of a Buddha?
2: There's basically a shed. Yeah. Um. Uh, not. I don't know. If it's, it's in front of a door because they're trying to get in. They're banging on a door saying, "Hey, let us in."
1: Yes, and then two guys in it, and one of them is just like, "We won't steal from the Buddha. That's really bad luck." Yeah. Yeah. Is it in front of the freaking Buddha? It's there's like it might be actually i think it is freaking
0: axe in front of the freaking buddha
1: yeah i just i'm gonna be really mad at myself because i legit like as a player overheard that conversation was like okay i shouldn't take anything from buddha shrines it's gonna do something bad later like Uh, that's how this game's gonna work yeah yeah Yeah. and then if it's if it's just like i'm meant to damn it like (laughs) great gotcha (laughs) thanks game (laughs) game gotcha Uh, yeah okay okay
2: cool yeah, I you want know, to try it out. There's, there's definitely. It, what's interesting though is that it does kind of slow drop the like. Th- there's, there's, there's obviously kind of some some over the top elements, fantasy elements. Your your bone machine hand is pretty fantastical. Giant snakes and monkeys. Giant snakes and monkeys, but it's cool because it doesn't it doesn't hit you
1: over the head with it. A lot of it is like almost close to reality. I kind of wish it did. I was hoping for a little more Shintoism, but uh, it's cool. It, it was. A
2: distinct approach, I think, yeah. to, 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 yeah. the, to the
1: setting. I, I don't think it's invalid. It's just, man, I was kind of hoping to learn a little more demons, whatnot. Could
0: always go for more demons.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a game called Demon Souls.
1: hmm mm, mm. <laughs> Is anything like my other favorite game, Kingsfield? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Yeah. Hypnospace Outlaw. Yeah, dude, let's talk Hypnospace. How, okay, so are you familiar with... um? Have you found the way the game sort of
0: categorizes its chapters? No. Okay. I've I've only done four or five cases so far.
1: Okay. Have you played the beta version of the game? Is that inside of it? Inside of the game? There's a there's a beta hypno. You're not you're not playing a game. You're just monitoring the hypnospace. Like oh, oh I know I mean like I know have you played the game that that your your boss sent
0: you. Oh um that what's his name it fucked me up because it was like (laughs) enter your name i was like all right dylan and then one of the main characters name is dylan and i'm like oh yeah fuck all right (laughs) hi dylan this is dylan i'm like oh god damn it this is gonna (laughs) fuck me up yeah because it's all text the game that dylan gives you yeah um i don't know if i've gotten that yet okay because who's the other brother there's dylan and jesus i think it starts with a j joseph jake that would fuck me up even more because that's my dad's name my middle name so that would be I think it's like Jonah, maybe? It might be Jonah. I don't know. Okay. Are you familiar with this game at all, Joe? No. Okay. Let's... uh, Quick pitch. Hypnospace Outlaw
1: is a alternate history game where in the 90s, there was a headband
0: that allows you to surf a specific kind of internet in the 90s. While you slept. While you sleep. And then you'd wake up tired because you spent all night asleep going on Hypnospace. Right. And then you are... Sounds about right. You are charged (laughs) by... You you are a hypnospace enforcer. So you have the Hypnospace Enforcer edition. You need to moderate. You you moderate web fucking, pages. Yeah. Uh made by my friend Jay Tholen. Um, with uh, his, some art. His <laughs> by me. Yes.
2: <laughs> one art. <laughs> art contributed by one
0: <laughs> Alexander Damrath. But it
2: is like very nineties like oh, geospace yeah. type oh, pages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. The best part. So there's like
0: a like I mean it, but it's not even just like web, right? So I mean, I don't know. I don't have much like I, I mean, I I have a, like a little bit of nostalgia for like the web of this era. I have enough that it's that it's hitting me. Like I go yeah. on the Space Jam website from time to time. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember when websites the look like Captain this. Captain Marvel website. Yeah, there's yeah. also yeah, in that style. I think that one's responsive too, which is like it fucks with me even more because <laughs> it uses percentages or whatever. <laughs> but the um it it doesn't just get the internet correct it gets desktop os's from that era correct (laughs) yeah so you launch an application which is like the the tutorial for the enforcers for hypnospace Mm -hmm. and it's like the the hypnospace enforcer like uh training agency or something and you're like in this like pinkerton agent-esque like little like training building and there's like like a countertop and a door with, like a mavis beacon yeah yeah, yeah scenario yeah and oh, you nice. and you fucking you click on start tutorial and it like goes through the door It like pan like there's like a little 3d thing where it like rotates and goes through the door and you enter the tutorial and then it's like this super bit crushed recording of a woman <laughs> going welcome to the hypnospace tutorial we'll be going over what it requires to be a hypnospace enforcer and it's a completely separate <laughs> recording like excellent stuff just like like gets all of that stuff the richness is there Yeah, it's It's just all all of the very like lo-fi low quality like what a what a fucking like 320 resolution video would look like from that era playing Mm -hmm. over top of all this terrible audio going like all of all of all of the nuance of like what that type of of technology was like Mm. all there and then you have, like, uh, who's your little buddy? The clippy equivalent, the little floating head dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. He has a name. What is his name? Uh, I forget. Yeah, you got a little robot head, and yeah. he tells you when you get, like, messages. And right, f- or you can right-click on any text in the game, and it, he will read it. But the voice that he uses to read it is your OS's text-to-speech reader right so if you are in windows and you right click it reads in microsoft sam and if you're on mac it uses like kind of like a siri-esque equivalent like feminine voice to like read all of it and you and on mac you can switch it over to like no i want fucking microsoft sam (laughs) and then it'll read all that nice it's very good yeah but like you basically this whole thing unfolds where you're like Finding there are different types of crimes that you can get. There's like copyright infringement. You and you start stuff. like
1: the very first quest is um people are using images and gifs of Gumshoe Gooper. The goldfish, the detective goldfish. Yeah, a, a sort of fake parody uh comic strip character. Um and if you find anyone using any of that image, you have to copyright strike them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very good. And then um And when you copyright strike them, it it removes the image from their page and they can react to it. So there's basically like a header that almost like looks like it's built inside like the div of the page or the the DOM of the page Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they can write little messages and they'll change. So like when you do a bunch of like copyright infringement violations and it removes all that content from their page, like there was one that's like a second grade teacher. Yes. (laughs) And it's like mrs anderson's you know like uh, teacher page it's like let's learn about gooper the goldfish and be
1: yeah, like her students are like drawing pictures of gooper as right. like an assignment in class yeah yeah
0: and then and then it goes from like check out my page and then we remove all of it she's like why did they take my, pa- why did they take all these images off? Like this is, this is harassment. Like yeah. ver- getting very frustrated at the fact that like, like the story turns very much
1: from uh, like you just trying to do your job to like maybe all of this, this hyper enforcement of internet rules. Right. Isn't such a great thing. Um, there's
0: there's like some stuff about like the evils of capitalism and like yeah. like tech tech entrepreneurship like forcing like and causing and control i over. do
2: hate capitalism well yeah.
0: let me tell you yeah the, i
1: i think it's really noble and also um i i gotta mention that uh what jay was talking about how uh he would catch people mentioning on twitter hypnospace outlaw looks very good and it's like a quote but i hate the fact that the story is you're a cop and he would I, I would notice, like, he found a couple of those and replied to them, like, I always get really afraid of this take because the story is actually exactly for people like you who think that. Um, and that's sort of what it's slowly turning into. I think I'm a good ways away ahead of you,
0: so I don't want to spoil too much. Sure, um, but And, I, and I've and i been kind of, like, mainlining it a bit. Like, I've, I've played, like, I probably put, like, an hour, hour and a half into okay. it. Yeah. Um, You've done the Zane quest, which is... I've- still one of my favorites <laughs> fucking it's so mean <laughs> he's such a dick he's such a dick and, and then, i've l- seen that page so many times because like that's like a big one people like to highlight because you go to zane rules and yes. it's like fucking camouflage and f- flaming skulls and all this shit and on the this lincoln page. park soundtrack yeah. That is, that yeah I actually like i really like <laughs> so like this version of the internet there's mp3s embedded on every page right that you can turn off but like you they made a lot of fucking music for this game. Because yeah. it's on every single page. Have you found Chowder Man yet? No. Also, they did a <laughs> karaoke rendi- rendition of Chowder Man at GDC. Hell
1: yeah. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Chowder Man. That's my seen, favorite, That's have,
0: a favorite one. Have not seen Chowder Man. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, like, there's, nostalgia is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm but you can get really watered down nostalgia where it's just like hey this evokes something very tastelessly or or very simplistically and it like and you're like well that's nice i like that but this just goes so far into like no we are we are going to recreate everything like like it's one thing to be like oh you know windows 3.0 and windows 98 like desktop interface isn't that quaint Mm -hmm. and then just to go through everything and being like but this just makes you this makes you feel exactly how you felt when you interacted with stuff from that era down to like just the colors and the nuance and just like the quality of like the audio and the video and all of that stuff is just so done with such care and thought and it's it's just marvelous to just go in there and just see all the effort. It's such a product of love. And this game yeah. that was made in fucking Construct Two, <laughs> that's like out amazing. of all like fucking platforms. Yeah,
1: that's pretty
2: rad.
0: So you guys would recommend it though? Oh, definitely, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, like it's like fifteen yeah. bucks, right? And it's I, I think like if you mainline it, it's like five hours. But the thing is, like, yeah. you can choose not to, and you just explore. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's not and 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 like the internet of that era. It's a little like ux is intentionally obtuse mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. exploring stuff can kind of be like i had a hard time like figuring out how to solve like the the third and the fourth case because like trying to find like the one where you have to find like the illicit like um currency yes like yeah. that was kind of hard for me to do mm-hmm. and then when you finally when and you, you have di- to find out you have to like download a virus yeah. to do it which i didn't want to do yeah, and yeah. Was like- <laughs> but you can also <laughs> not do that there's a way not to do that oh really because you don't have to download professor helper You can instead go on Professor Helper's page, and they have like a sponsorship page, which just links to all the pop-up ads you get. And you can go through that Mm. to find all the violations instead of okay and and then when i saw that i was like oh my god there there are multiple ways to solve each one of these but it's not like a puzzle game it's not like baba is you where it's like everything is hard and concrete and you can see it on on the screen right and there are multiple ways to like tackle a problem but it's within the constraints of this mechanical toy right it's oh there are multiple ways to do this but it's all like this weird proto social engineering kind of thing like i have to like find my way and see the exact like type of w- however they phrase this specific thing on this web page and then like follow this person's like story of how they've created their web page and do all this stuff mm-hmm. so it's like the dark souls of point and click adventures i'll never admit that <laughs> <laughs> and you can also do stuff like change your wallpaper
1: and your os theme and right. add like gifs and music to pretty, your to your desktop pretty and,
0: sure there's a music sequencer there's a music sequencer it? to get yeah. that yeah um yeah
1: uh i, I really like uh, i Specifically hunted down all of the squishers to get like the squishers. What are squishers? What? How are you this far and you haven't found squishers? Okay. Spoiler alert. Teen Topia. Uh huh. Like in the middle of it, there's a page for squishers with a Z. And Squishers is like the early 90s uh, parody of, say, like Pokemon or Digimon. Okay, Tamagotchi, um, maybe. Yeah, they got cards. They got a video game on, okay. that, on that, whatever the, the hypnospace version of, of like the Game Boy is. It looks more like an Atari Lynx or whatever. Okay. Um, awesome. I want this future. Yeah. Um, and like you go to the website, they got a theme song. And you go to other websites, and you'll find images of Squishers just sort of like hiding behind certain elements. And if you click on them, Like the first time you click on one, it takes you right back to the Squishers page. But now there's like a chart. And if you find like collect them all, if you find like all 20, like forever, there's like milestones. And for like the first one, you get a theme. For the like five, you get the theme songs. You can play it like in the background at the whole time. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Like desktop backgrounds, all kinds of stuff. And like I I like hunted down all of the Squishers to try and get uh, all that good stuff deck my os out in squishers regalia the theme song is so perfect because it just so it perfectly captures uh i guess um the the sense of a 90s anime sent to the west for like solely the per- purchase of the purpose of merchandising okay it's just like squishers is really cool squishers are really fun
0: (laughs) like good okay i need to go hunt that down then yes
1: it's really easy like it's just like in the list of teen topia pages so if you go there it's it it, it sticks
0: out but yes joe it's a great game you should check it out put it on the list yes (laughs) right behind Overdin, i guess (laughs) Uh um well on that note i think that's a good place to wrap up okay on squishers (laughs) next episode we're gonna have dante douglas on uh, right. of the oh, yeah. D- orbital fame. Very, very nice dude. We're going to talk a bit about, uh, some stuff. We had a great chat at GDC about like kind of the, the, the overlay of like wanting to make games, but also being in media and like how that's always such like a, it's an interesting like Venn diagram of like interests and, and tastes and stuff. So I, I look forward to maybe talking to him more about that, that kind of stuff. And also all of his work over at deorbital. orbital. Um, but until next time, Alex, hi,
1: where can people find you? Uh, usual place, uh, Twitter at G-H-O-D-A-N underscore. Haven't moved, still there, stuck in my box. Still parked. Yeah.
2: Joe, where can people find you? Go to the bathroom, look in the mirror, say my name three times, and I will be there. Yeah. Also, you, you just can pop on up behind and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very friendly. Um, please, uh, if you can find a mirror that's not in a bathroom, that's preferable.
1: But. Um anyways, what yeah. If I'm driving and look in my rear view mirror, will you just will you be in my back seat or you just like spawn behind do the car? Do it in your car,
2: but do not be driving.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just hey what's up? oh i got it.
2: Don't abuse this, please. <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at, at Gerb.
0: at instant at Joe at Gerb. That's the one. Gerb. That's how it is. Uh, and you can also find him on our new show, attract mode. Ooh, attractive. Where it's it's live now. On the internet, you can find our first introductory episode. The Super Mario Brothers episode should be up shortly, oh my like god. You soon, sometime. You guys, it's so good, it's so good, Yeah. Oh god, I can't. How many have we done so far?
2: Four. We've we've, we've watched four movies, and you
0: feeling it now. You know why I left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a road of ups and downs. Mostly downs.
0: <laughs> Mostly downs. I
1: think after the Mario movie, I would have just like had to move and be like, sorry, guys. Actually, I'm going to Maine now for yes. the rest
0: of my life. <laughs> we asked Alex if he wanted to join us, and he was like, yeah, and then like slowly dawned on him what this entailed, and he was like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm Actually, <good."> no. <laughs> and then you can find me at Dylan Levento, and if you like this podcast and you want to see our other podcasts, you can find them at wardhyphengames.com or on Twitter at Ward video games or anywhere else podcasts are sold just search wordcast they'll bring you up this show as well as a track mode guys thank you again sweet dreams